0: they are who we thought they were. And we let them out the if I get out of hand. Just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. I'm just
2: going scatter the West Wright tight. F 372 Y sticks.
1: The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I gonna go to college? I'll just play football.
2: Yeah, all right, here we go. Hour two of the show has begun. Uh, Thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening and however you're listening. appreciate you doing so. Uh, An hour more to go and lots to try to get to. Usually works out that way. You, you, You look at a time and you go, well, it might not be so busy then. And guess what? Then you got more to talk about than you thought you did. That's just usually the way it goes around here, especially when you're in our neck of the woods and there's so many people that love sports and watch it and have been for years and we can all talk about it and take our mind off other things. That, frankly, other things that are more important, but at least for a couple of hours a day, we can take our mind off of it. Glad to be a part of that with you. So y'all call me and text me and all that. All right. Call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line. It's 995-1059. It's wide open to you. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. They're on Highway 51 in Madison, Spring Ridge Road in Jackson. They got big time deals going on through the end of the month right now. Actually, is it through the end of May? I may need to look that up, make sure I just know it's going on right now, where like, for instance, you can go in any piece of Kubota equipment, you can get 0% financing and not make a payment for 90 days. Like get it, sign up, get 0%, take it home, start using it. And you don't have to think about making a payment for, let's see, 90 days. How many of this was that? Three months? gum. So great deals. So check them out. So hit me up, Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. If you'd like to text, that'd be great. Lots of texts for me to read here that uh, are still left over from hour one. Same conversation, though, for a lot of folks. On the country-pleasing text line, country-pleasing sausage, on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast, look for it. And look, trust me, it's just it's better. It's just better. <laughs> Eat some of it. You see what I mean? The sun came out today up in North Mississippi where I live, and it's beautiful. I think uh, tonight we're going to build a fire and we're going to cook some outside for supper. Yes, sir. Uh, Norman on the Country Pleasing Text wanted to know about the coffee blends. And, yeah, I would say any of those uh, dark, and you'll be, you'll be set up. Somebody said that their favorite High Point Roasters coffee would be Campfire Blend and New Albany Blend. Those are two great ones. Two great ones. Had them both. Two great ones. Hey, I want to start you off here with a phone call. Chris has been hanging on for a while on the Davini Equipment phone. Let's go right there, Chris. What's up?
1: What's up, Matt? Hey, man, I I'm glad that ESPN didn't listen to you and they put the they put the thing on the app because for truck drivers and stuff like me, yeah, that's the only way we have a chance to watch it. And right. yeah, I don't know. I guess that. I guess closer to the end, we might see where Michael comes out to be a villain. But so far, it just kind of looks like he's an arrogant, great basketball player. Hmm. And I mean, that's—I think all of us kind of knew that. I mean, when you're that great, there comes a level of arrogance with it.
2: Yeah, sure, it does. But yeah, I
1: think I think what I think what out of the first two episodes really caught my eye is just how mistreated scotty pippen was for so long you know
2: we that, i don't know if you heard that bulls Chris. Man, i didn't even know we had neil price on at the beginning of the show and that's exactly what he pointed out you know that he was just criminally underpaid and maybe even underappreciated
1: oh yeah but i mean you know as a bulls fan back in the day um i love scotty pippen just as much as i love jordan yeah and even robin's i mean rodman's corky butt but <laughs> you know that's that's just you kind of need to watch how you say that about Ron. though.
2: <laughs> yeah, you do. That's true. But
1: um, but you know, I just I was just I was like I actually just got done watching it, and I, I can't believe that the it may be coming, but I can't believe that the owner didn't run the Dead Gum General Manager out of the out of the building after the first couple of years of Scotty being there because of the way he treated people so. Mm. But I guess it's a different time. And these days and age, he would have been roasted, gone as fast as he could got, fast as we could have probably gotten. You know, I've heard there, some so.
2: people say that. You know, after watching last night, he said, "You know, can you imagine that if Twitter existed back then, it would have been different. Things would have been different. There's no doubt. Oh, no doubt.
1: We we may not have all. We might not. None of us might have ever liked Michael." Twitter would have been involved mm-hmm. back in those days. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's the thing, because, I mean, ain't no telling what he would have said back in those days on
2: Twitter. <laughs> that's but true. That's true.
1: Y'all, y'all have a, um, I also have a public announcement that I would like to make. What's that? People, when you see people sitting on the side of the road, please get over. I've seen three trucks on the side of the road and three cars, with people walking around them on the side of the road and cars and trucks alike just – Running right up, down on the same right-hand side. I mean, that's just dangerous. People mm. need to people need to get over. They need to understand that that's somebody's life. So
2: yeah, absolutely.
1: Y'all have a great day. Y'all have a great day, and I'll talk to you later. And see
2: ya. See ya. See ya, Chris. Appreciate the phone call. Safe on the road. Appreciate all the truckers. What you're doing, have been doing. Thank you very much. Yeah. So. If you're just tuning in here to hour two of the show, I told you something at the very beginning. I want to say it again. All right, I didn't watch the first two parts of the Michael Jordan and the Bulls documentary that showed last night. I didn't watch the first two. The rest of the world did, it seems like. I'm going to. I'll go watch it on Netflix or the ESPN app or whatever it is. Um, Instead of things going on last night, went on to bed and Whatever. Didn't watch it. But I don't have to watch it to know what Michael Jordan was and is. Okay? Best basketball player to ever step on the floor. Period. No, it's not close in my mind. Yeah, and I have seen the other ones play. Before and after. Some of them, anyway. Some before, but (laughs) certainly after. And... I don't think it is totally responsible to tell that story of how Michael Jordan's the best to ever step on the floor without also pointing out that he also was born at the right time. Now, it could be an element of all these other teams and athletes in the NBA at that time responding to him and chasing Michael Jordan, therefore it made them all better, chasing the Bulls, but it was michael jordan also came along at a time when there were there were international stars throughout that league stars recognized ac- across the globe throughout the world more so than what you have right now and they were people that played on those same teams Isaiah Thomas in the Pistons. Larry Bird in the Celtics. Dominique Wilkins in the Hawks. Patrick Ewing in the Knicks. Magic Johnson in the Lakers. Probably should have started there, huh? Not to mention Kareem on the Lakers during a lot of that time also. Drexler in the – and Portland. Akeem Olajuwon in Houston. See, now that's, uh, I mean, those are, think about that. Fast forward to the early 90s and add these in there Shaquille O'Neal. Mm hmm. In Orlando, in the early 90s. You know, add him in there. Barkley in Phoenix. Carl Malone and the jazz. You don't have anything anywhere near that. Here, let's do an experiment. Let's do an experiment. Just just real quick, just to get you started on the right, uh, in the right frame on all this of what I'm saying about how, yes, this documentary that everybody has watched, they're all talking about Michael Jordan and the mistreatment of Scottie Pippen, those are the storylines, yes, but they also paint a bigger picture. And I've been trying to scream this from the rooftops for anybody that would listen, is that there came a point in time after this run of those stars in the 80s and 90s and after Michael Jordan was done with the Bulls, when there was a lot of us that just could not get back in on the NBA again and haven't since. They had to find a whole new audience. A whole new fan base. Because there's just no way what you had since then was going to compare to what you did have. So let's do, just to illustrate for you. The 1986 All-Star Game. The 1986 All-Star Game. 86. Isaiah Thomas and the Pistons. All right, hold on. Let's just do the starters. Let's do it this way. 86 All-Star Game, the Eastern Conference starters, Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Julius Irving, Larry Bird, Moses Malone. Oh yeah, that's right, Dr. J (laughs) for the 76ers. In the 86 All-Star Game, the Western Conference starters, Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Alvin Robertson, James Worthy, and Ralph Sampson. Look, Drexler and Elijah Wan on that team for the West Dominique Wilkins and Patrick Ewing okay on that team from the East that's 86. fast forward look at 93. how long ago was that how are we tell, what are we talking about now now 28 years ago so we're 30 28 and 30 years ago 35 years ago this is 28 years ago Eastern Conference starters. Isaiah Thomas, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Larry Johnson, Shaquille (laughs) O'Neal. Patrick Ewing coming off the bench along with Dominic Wilkins. Western Conference All-Stars, 93, 28 years ago. John Stockton, Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, Carl Malone, David Robinson. Okay, with Akeem on the bench. That's 28, 30, 35 years ago. Now, let me read you the names of the starters in the NBA All-Star Game in 2018. Of course, LeBron James and Steph Curry. The others? DeMar DeRozan, Joel Embiid, Giannis from the Bucks, Anthony Davis, Cousins, Durant. I mean, you got guys in the All-Star game like Al Horford coming off the bench, Kevin Love, John Wall. Uh, Who else? I mean, the, the, here's the point. Right now, on, on God's green earth at this exact moment in 2020, the All-Stars from 25 and 30 and 35 years ago are bigger stars in some cases and certainly collectively all added together are more recognizable than the ones collectively who played in the All-Star game two years ago. They're guys coming off the bench in the All-Star game two years ago that none of y'all know them. It was better then, and it ain't close. Clay hanging on the Divinity Equipment phone line. What's up, Clay? Well,
3: what's up? I mean, listen, you had Gary Payton with the Supersonics. Great battles with Jordan. Then you had John Stark. The best the best games were the Knicks and the Bulls when John Stark was there. I mean, they got after it and battled hard. I mean, but those games back then... They were personal when they, they stepped were. on the court. Think, the and, think and, about
2: those Bulls and Pistons games back then.
3: Oh, gosh, those were the greatest games. I mean, back then, I'm like you, everybody you named in the old days, I knew who they were. I I, knew, I mean, watched them play. But every weekend, it didn't matter if, if the Bulls were – even go back to the Pistons, if they were playing the Celtics, they were playing the Jazz, they were playing the Supersonics, the, the New York Knicks. It was huge, hyped-up games now. Mm-hmm. Who is it? I mean, it's not even Golden State anymore. I mean, who who matters?
2: Well, and now, I mean, what, Clay, team, what team matters? Well, that's it. Okay, the teams don't matter now. And and they the NBA, because of the way they've driven it, and I don't know, maybe it's just a societal thing, maybe it's a sport thing with basketball, but there are no team rivalries anymore in the NBA. Nobody cares about teams. All we care about is individuals. Like, you know, how long... How many, many, many times... How many times can how many times can James Harden do a little stop step jumper at the three point line and how many you know triple doubles can he come away with? That's the only thing we're reporting on, it's the only thing that it, they seem to care about. There's no team rivalries. And back then, I'm oh, talking the city of Boston would melt down when they lost a playoff game to the to Chicago.
3: Oh yeah. I mean, it was a whole. It it was it was city versus city. It was Mm -hmm. team versus team. And then, you know, hey, one of the best things I saw uh, this weekend. Somebody sent me an interview with Kevin Garnett when he was a rookie, and he talks about how they were. He was with the Wolves, and they were or the Timberwolves, and they were playing. And basically, uh, I forget the the guy who was was playing against Jordan was a relevant time. He had like twenty eight or thirty points at the end of the third quarter. Jordan had seventeen. Garnett says I run up to him after he. Jordan fouls him and he makes a back. He scores I run up to him, I chest bump, I'm like, That's it, that's it, put it on him. He can't guard you, he can't he can't hold you, he can't hold you. Uh Garnett goes, I look around like six or seven minutes later, he goes, We're down twenty-five, we're subbing out the starters, and Jordan's got forty. And he's like, What happened? And the guy walks over and goes, Don't ever talk trash to him again. He literally he said he elevated the entire team. Mm-hmm. And he said they were up, they were they were up two. They went down twenty five and he's trying to figure out we're stepping out of the storm. What happening here? <laughs> it happened but just fast. Those little things are like, he could turn that switch on, and that's the difference in him and LeBron. I mean, LeBron's a great player, but LeB- Jordan's teammates always responded to him. When he was down, they may have played flat, but when he flipped that switch, mm-hmm. everybody on the team flipped the switch, and he elevated everybody. That's the difference of the two of them. You can argue talent versus talent. They both got it, right. but when Jordan flipped that switch, his teammates – Play their their game elevated with his, and that's what makes him better to me than LeBron. One on one, LeBron may beat him because he's a six six man at 250, 260 pounds, whatever he is, because he's a heck of a specimen. But I just that 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 switch when they flipped that switch with Jordan and you got him going, you couldn't stop him. And mm-hmm. that's that's I just think that's the difference. I mean six. Six NBA Finals, six championships. How many times has
2: LeBron been there? Well, and, you know, that's the thing about it, too, is I saw a clip maybe last year at some point of when LeBron, it was either like in a podcast interview or some interview where he kind of boldly came out and said, they they asked him a question, and he said, well, I think what it does is it shows that I'm the greatest, you know, player that's ever played. And my thought immediately was, well, no, you weren't. And number two, if you were, you wouldn't have to say it. You don't have to say it. Michael Jordan has never had to tell anybody that he was the best. And during a time when the NBA was in its heyday, was more competitive than it is now, was better, was deeper across the league than it is now, everything, every single solitary player, every star I mean, they all knew Michael Jordan's the best. Larry Bird. If you go back,
3: yeah. If you go back and you look at the times that Jordan had to go through the top 50 all time list that was put out years ago, look at how many of those guys he had to go through to win his Mm titles. He didn't have to go through one team and one man, he had to go through multiple teams with players on that top 50 list.
2: That's right. That's and, exactly and, right.
3: and again, LeBron does Le, LeBron does not face that that type of team or talent. There's not there's not ten guys in the league now that had teams around them like they had back then. For whatever right. reason, the games kind of yeah. gone a different yeah. direction. But yeah. back then, everybody had a superstar that was surrounded by great players. Right. And you had to go through those when when Jordan got through battling the Knicks to get to the finals. They should have been depleted more out because those were some great rivalries back then. Yeah, I mean, they were awesome. They were were. were entertaining to watch. The NBA is just not
2: entertaining anymore. I agree. But anyway. Thanks, Clay. I appreciate the call. Hail State. Thank you. Hail State to you. I think one of the reasons, too, is it's not as compelling when you try to boil it down into individual versus individual as it is when you have built it into it's team versus team and city versus city. I mean, if we took the Egg Bowl rivalry and we just boiled it down, and we just totally changed it, we got to the point. We don't care about Starkville and Oxford, we don't care about the two universities, but we're just going to promote every year. It's you know Mike Leach versus Lane Kiffin, or even more so a player. Like every year, it's going to be, you know, in, in, it, it's going to be you know one quarterback's stats versus another quarterback's stats. Well, if that's all we did, it would get boring real quick. It's a lot better when it's team versus team. That's another reason Jordan's the greatest of all time is because he always made his teams better, made people around him better, was, frankly, more concerned about does this team win or not? It really wasn't about me. It was just about if I have to do it, I'll do it. (laughs) So there you go. Bill and Madison Matt, I agree with everything you said. As far as champions go, throw Bill Russell in that mix. I know, different era, and Jordan was a better player, but as a man who led teams to championships, Russell was the man. I hear a lot about Bill Russell over the years. Stockton and Malone out in Utah, certainly. I mean, it's just different. Spence agrees, 100% agree about uh, Michael Jordan. And I think the more people that kind of watch this stuff, the more are going to... I think fully agree. There's been more of an argument and those of us that saw it know that there's no argument. It's just not. All right, when we come back, I'm going to tell you about a not-so-fun thing I had to go through this past weekend involving my bank accounts. It might be a heads-up for you, too. I think it's happening a lot. Y'all stick around. we had a weird occurrence. Now this has happened to a lot of people, I think over the years, but first time it's happened to us and it's not fun when it happens. Somebody somehow, somewhere has hacked into your account information or your debit cards and gotten hold of the numbers or somehow, somehow they've gotten it and they are spending your money and you don't know who it is. And they're in some other part of the country. I mean that's not. I mean, so it's not identity theft. We're just talking about theft. That's what it is. They've gotten your. Has to be your debit card information stuff, and they are using it to buy stuff. And it happened to us. Beaver, has that ever happened to you?
0: Identity theft.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, sort of like somebody's using your information to. Hmm. They are into your bank account somehow spending your money.
3: Identity theft is not a joke, Jim.
2: (laughs) Millions of families suffer every year.
3: (laughs) Luckily, luckily, I've, knock on wood or whatever this is here on the counter, Mm -hmm. Uh, I've never had that happen where they got into my account. I have had fraudulent purchases on my credit card. Yeah. But... I've never had it happen like where they got in my bank account.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess that's the what I should say. I, I mean, again, it's it's all really fresh. So apparently on Thursday, and this was a debit card thing. Okay, so this wouldn't be into the bank account deal. This was a apparently somehow using our debit card information to buy stuff. So it happened on Thursday. I didn't find out until end of the weekend that all of our debit cards we have two different accounts with the same bank for our family and, and all of our debit cards were locked up the accounts were locked up there'd been some activity and I'd gotten a text and a phone call from the bank saying hey something's not right fraud department is this you and we're like gonna we'll have to look into it the problem was I didn't realize it and get these messages and stuff until it was already after hours on Saturday where I couldn't talk to anybody. So we had to sit on it for the better part of 48 hours. You know, I say the better part until I could call and get it taken care of this morning. But it would go back to last Thursday. Somebody made like seven purchases that were charged to us at target in houston texas seven purchases and they were all about a hundred bucks each and you add them up it was a little over 700 dollars <throat> it's like boom 100 bucks they bought something boom 10 minutes later bought something boom 10 minutes later bought something it all added, added up to about 700 dollars. and it happened on the other uh on, on both of our accounts at the same target in houston texas yeah. And so the bank like they should do immediately they're like flagged it, shut it down so that no more could go out of it. And uh so by the time Anna Beth and I realized what's going on, we check it. I think I guess it was Saturday we tried to buy something. We're like, "Hey, it won't go through." And like, well, "That's weird. There should be some money in there. Let's check the account, you know." So we start checking it and yeah, it's fine. And she goes, "Oh, wait a minute." <laughs> she was looking at it. She said, this says Target for this amount. Oh, look at all these charges to Target in Houston, Texas. I'm like, yeah, somebody's got our stuff. And that's why they shut it down. So we had to go through the whole process of changing this and changing that and on the phone. And it was actually nice to be able to talk to somebody local with our bank here. But get new cards and cancel all the old stuff and change every password. And Yeah. Not fun and a little scary. But here's the reason I'm bringing this up, Beaver. You know what they told me at the bank today, kind of before I got out away from there? A lady, a really nice lady goes, hey, and listen, you're not the only one who is having to deal with this after this weekend. Now, this is someone at the bank. Didn't give me any specifics. They wouldn't do that, but was basically telling me, hey. Hey. This is we this is happening a lot. And that is hackers somehow some way. We've always heard about it. Okay? You've even heard these things of like people put these little card readers and sneak them into gas pumps. Have you heard about that? Oh yeah. And they tell you to like wiggle it <laughs> before you I uh, just got to be, you know, you know, what I mean? Um, well, we've always heard about this stuff. Well, apparently these hackers, these thieves, thieves that know how to do this kind of stuff have really ramped it up across the country. During this pandemic and the shelter in place and quarantine, which means what? We are all buying things online more collectively as a society than we ever have right now, less shopping in stores, less writing checks and paying for things with cash than ever before. It's all online transactions, just all over the place. Even when you're getting like food, what do you do? Beaver, you call ahead, place your order and you do the curbside pickup. But a lot of people are paying with the giving their card numbers over the phone So that it's paid for when they get there. They can just drop it in the window. You keep on driving. See, I had one of those not too many days before all this happened where I made a purchase locally here in my hometown. And, you know, I know them. They know me. And so I just gave them the whole card number and the expiration date and the code on the back and everything over the phone so that they run it It's paid for. I pull up. They give me my items. I just keep on going. Well, more and more and more of that going on. Well, guess what? More and more theft going on where people are using your debit card and credit card numbers to buy their own stuff. So just beware. I, I guess my advice would be, no matter who you are or where you are, my advice would be keep an eye Closer than maybe you ever have before on what that debit is coming out of your bank account and where it's going out and at what time it was spent. Because it may not be you. That's all I'm saying. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I appreciate you tuning in. I'm Matt Beavers here. You're here. That's the most important thing. You can text me on the country, please, and text line. It's 885 ESPN or You can call me on the Divinity Equipment phone line, 995-1059. I got a text here from an unnamed texter. It says, had my business bank account hacked three times last year. Said it sucks. They stole checks out of a vendor's mailbox. Tell you, man, Yeah, see, one of mine is my business account. Got to keep an eye on it. Uh, Hey, one person said it in an interview in not so many words as the rest of us have been saying it about college football coming back this fall. Y'all know Greg McElroy, one of Beavers' favorite former players because he led Alabama, his beloved Alabama Crimson Tide, to a national championship. Greg McElroy, now an analyst on the SEC Network, he did an interview, and listen to what he's saying about the playing of college football at some point here in the near future.
0: Right now, look, football has to be played. Literally, it has to be played. So they are going to play it come hell or high water. It's going to happen. It's just we're not sure exactly when it's going to happen because if it's not college athletics will literally implode football programs make up and account for around 80 percent of the revenue of a vast majority of these schools and television revenue is one thing but for some of these schools in the group of five the mac and the and the mountain west and and the american athletic conference even though they're the, essentially the power six they rely so heavily on that game revenue that it would be really, really difficult for them to put forth other programs and to support other varsity sports and to provide 200 scholarships annually.
2: You know, can I just ask a question? How did we get to a point in America where all of these major universities are fielding all of these athletics teams – that are, that give out all of these scholarships, yet they have no way to support any of it financially, other than football. How do we get to that point? Is anybody asking that question? Now, the last thing I would do is get on here on the radio and and start going off and ripping to shreds the Title IX and stuff about you know, providing women's sports and on an equal level with men's sports and all that kind of stuff at university. I'm not going down that path, but why why can't we ask that question? How is it? Now, I know it's a pandemic. These are not normal circumstances, but how is it that we got to a point where we got 20, 30, 40 different sports, 200-something athletes or 200-something scholarships across all these different sports on all these campuses, and none of them can fund it in any way other than football paying for it. Is that not, I mean, am I the only one that looks at that and finally goes, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life from supposedly a bunch of smart people? Stick around. Hey, hey. Back on the show. Time to wrap it up with you on this Monday. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. Beaver, I can always tell on the, like the text line or you know, sometimes on the phone line, but I can always tell on the text line when I just hammered on something way too long and I drive everybody off. <laughs> today I did that with the whole Michael Jordan NBA thing. And Once I go about an hour and 10 minutes on something, on the same thing, I pretty much run everybody off. I think I did that today. Ah, well, maybe they will be tomorrow. Let's see if they let us back on tomorrow. Be careful what you say. Is that the, um, you know, they say sticks and stones, but words will never hurt me. But words can have an impact. They can change your future, right? Yeah. Or they can really hurt somebody's feelings. You have to be careful about that sometimes, you know, give and take, pick and choose your situations. But what you say, you know, like if you say the wrong thing, you drive your whole audience away on the radio, I guess. Or you could get fired or get traded. If you're a member of the Jacksonville Jaguars right now, you probably don't want to go out here and insinuate that you need a different quarterback other than Gardner Minshew. Or the team might start thinking about trading you. (laughs) Why do you bring that up, Matt? All right, let me explain. Here's an interview last week. With Leonard Fournette, the running back out of LSU, who's the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars that Gardner Minshew is now the star of, in which Fournette is explaining why he posted on social media that his team, the Jaguars, should go out and sign Cam Newton.
3: I saw on your Instagram you had a pitch for another free agent, one Cam Newton. Tell me how he would help this Jags team.
1: Uh, I feel like, you know, Cam Cam has the Cam went to the Super Bowl, you know, uh, he's a great guy. I've been on Cam for a minute now. And like I say, like I like I told uh some people that talk to me, I talked to like there's no disrespect to Minshew. You know what I mean? I'm just trying to be we're getting the best position that as a team that as we can win. You know, and uh, that's all that was about, you know, just uh this is a friendly, friendly competition because, you know, they bring out the best in people.
2: did not seem anything wrong with that, right? Well, let's fast forward. Story. Headline from the Orlando Sentinel. Jaguars reportedly seeking trade offers for star Leonard Fournette. <laughs> There's two scenarios here. One. He stirs it up about bringing somebody in other than Gardner Minshew, and they're like, "We're cutting, we're nipping this in the bud. Let's get rid of Fournette. He's just a running back." Or, they really are going to go get Cam Newton, but it's going to cost so much. They got to cut a little weight. <laughs> One or the other. Here's the story: The Jacksonville Jaguars have reportedly been in trade discussions with several teams regarding running back Leonard Fournette. This is ahead of Thursday's NFL Draft. That's going to be online. Side note. Beaver, did you know that Thursday you're going to be able to tune into the NFL draft, supposedly online digitally?
3: Yeah, that's pretty much all we have these days.
2: Right. Well, guess what happened today? Hmm. <laughs> everybody involved with the NFL, including the commissioner and everybody that's going to put on this digital online NFL draft on Thursday. Today, on Monday, they had their first run. Of the mock draft, so the exact same way they're going to do it on Thursday, except just not broadcast and available online for the whole viewing public. Reports coming out of that mock draft today are that with the very first pick by the Bengals in the mock draft, they had technical issues. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Bengals. <laughs> Isn't it great? Isn't it great? I'm telling you, it's... here's some guarantees about this draft thing on Thursday. <laughs> Some virtual guarantees. Pun. One, they are going to have technical issues. <laughs> it is probably going to be the Bengals with the first pick. <laughs> with the first pick of the 2020 NFL Draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select. <laughs> hey, I lost my signal. What ha- is it on my end or their end? He's pixelated. <laughs> he looks like Max Hedgeroom. Look that one up, kids. They're going, number one, they're going to have technical issues. Number two, somebody's going to get hacked. Y'all, look, I'm secure with my bank. If they can get in there and spend my money at Target in Houston, Texas, you know dadgum well somebody can hack into <laughs> the online draft database <laughs> for some NFL team and start screwing with it or their Twitter account and start sending stuff out that's not true. It's going to happen. It's too big a deal with not nearly a thick enough firewall around it for it not to happen. Those are guarantees. Just get ready for it. And let's, and you know, we'll see. Let's have fun with it as <laughs> best we can. Anyway, back to the Jaguars. They have until May the 3rd to exercise the 50-year option on Fournette's contract, which is $10.1 million. And the fifth year is guaranteed for injury. So, I don't know. But he sure did go out there and send out these tweets. And They want Cam Newton. He's going to stir it up. And the coach then had to respond to all that. He said, no, we are not looking to replace Gardner Minshew. Here's Doug Marone.
3: I think when you look at, it, I think, you know, first of all, we, we evaluated everyone in the draft. I mean, so we evaluated, you know, the quarterback position, just like we evaluated the defensive end running back position, er, every, you know, and I think a lot of times you'll look out there and, you know, right now, you know, this, this question, uh, I hope, you know, everything gets straight. right now. If we want to play, Garden Minshew our guy and I'm excited about that. But do I want competition for him? Uh, absolutely. You want competition for everyone though. You know, I don't want to make it where, you know, I'm answering this question and uh, Marone's not as confident or Marone wants competition. I want, You know, just for the quarterback, I want competition for everyone.
2: All right, that's the answer, classic answer from the coach. Uh, a couple of nuggets of information for you if you're listening here before we uh, tune out and come back to it tomorrow. Be careful where you buy your mask from your mask that you're going to wear out in public, you know, to protect you from the coronavirus. The state of Illinois, what's the capital of Illinois? Is Chicago the capital of Illinois? I'm supposed to know that. I am not smarter than a second grader. Uh, The state of Illinois, in a desperate search for masks to protect its medical workers and first responders, spent $17 million on some masks from China. They're supposed to be the souped-up KN95 masks. The state did it after the Center for Disease Control and Prevention said earlier this month that those types of masks were an acceptable alternative to the United States version, the approved N95 mask. Made in America, N95 masks, accepted by the CDC, it helps. They said, N95. China sells them KN95 masks. You know what that K stands for? Knockoffs. And the state of Illinois paid $17 million for them. And they are pieces of crap. They were recalled. They don't work. They fall apart. They do not meet standards, performance or otherwise. And now the CDC, along with the Illinois Department of Public Health, are telling anyone with a KN95 mask to remove it, China. The saddest story I've seen on this today, anyway Jamaican bobsledder Sam Clayton Jr. has died from uh, coronavirus. He is one of the ones who inspired the movie Cool Runnings. Do y'all remember that movie? Sam Clayton Jr., a part of the famous 1988 Jamaican bobsled team that inspired that movie, Cool Runnings has passed away from coronavirus. He was 58 years old. Now, he was not in the sled that crashed in the 88 Winter Olympics, but he was a key member on the team. In fact, um, all the other teammates say that he was an integral part of the team. And I have not seen that movie in forever. Wasn't John Candy in the movie Cool Runnings? It's just a great movie. When's the last time you saw it, Beaver?
3: Oh. Uh I would say within the first year it came out. Is that right? And then that's been
0: the last time.
2: Uh, well. Wow. I mean, so it's been thirty years since you saw it. Yeah. And you probably remember the song. Or parts of it anyway. I do. I want to go back and watch that movie. You know, that was back when a movie like that, you could I could have my eight year old in the room and without even really Having to worry about it, I could just go, yeah, let's turn it on. And it'd be fine. That'd be a great movie to look up and watch while we are sheltering in place. Okay, fun show today. Appreciate you, Beaver. I'm Matt. Y'all will see you tomorrow, same time, same place, here in the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. See ya!